0: Welcome to Breaking the Wall Podcast. It's me, Brandon. And today I want to talk about, uh, you know, I'm kind of going on this like early career position kick right now. We just did a whole episode on, you know, training programs and what it's like to invest in those and decision making around that. And today I wanted to go into more of the, uh, apprenticeship positions, right? These are like early entry positions to a lot of companies. They use them as kind of like vetting systems for people. They're not quite sure if they're ready for the company yet, or they don't have a spot for them yet financially or a physical spot. Um, And I've done a lot of swinging, a lot of understudying, a lot of on the side learning. So I understand a little bit of the experience of what a apprentice goes through. and unfortunately, I think these are really popular positions for dancers fresh out of school. Uh, for one, it gives dancers something to do, right? You're like, you did this whole audition thing, you're uh, you're hoping to join a company and nothing's really landing. So it gives you something to do, as we talked about in that trainee program episode. And two, it does feel like and is access and inclusion, right? When I accepted my first job for $200 a week, that was fine by me. It was great, right? Uh, I'm in. I'm sure. I'm flattered. I'm flattered that you are even considering me, let alone inviting me to accept this low pay grade, right? So I understand what it's like, and I understand the desire for it. However, I want to make this episode so that you can ask more questions than I did when I accepted my first job. Like I said, mine was unpaid. Apprenticeships are a little different. They're going to be different everywhere. But for me, I want you to be able to make more educated decisions before you dive into a year of work you may or may not be up for. I mean, all this to say, like I said, apprenticeships are all going to be different, but I think that's why it's even more important they ask these questions and get all the information up front before you commit. So I want to just dive in. Usually, apprenticeship positions, they are unpaid or underpaid, right? You get paid in exposure or you get paid in access, right? You're close to, and I know that's not that... Access doesn't pay the bills. I get that. Exposure doesn't pay the bills. We've, we've covered this. But you're close to a company and there is something to be said about that. The problem is you have to be able to claim some space for yourself if you want to be seen as a dancer who is ready to be a main company member, right? Once you're labeled as an apprentice, you want people like the other dancers in the room to ask, why aren't you in the company already? Right. And this is something that apprentices do here if they're doing well, right? They're like, oh, I can't believe you're not in the company yet. Like, you're so talented. You're so good. And it's directly connected to how you perform in the role and how you hold yourself in the studio. So keep that in mind before you do step into it. Know it's a lot of work and know that it can cause you to be just perceived as underqualified, right? Your place is on the side of the room, it's standing in the back. Uh, it doesn't really scream, put me in coach, you know? So you have to work hard to stand out when the time comes, you know, in class or whenever you're called to do rep, um, that's your time to really perform and stand out. So you, it's it's a really unfair setup when you're not being paid and you're expected to really have uh, a hold of everything that's going on with limited space, right? It really is... Uh, I. You know, it's the same with swinging. It's the same with understudying. It's these jobs. They are really sink or swim kind of positions. You know, in my experience, like I said, you'll stand, you'll learn the work of the side of the room. And if you've never done this, you have in a way because you we've all did the pandemic dance in our room thing. Right. This is just a little harder because you're smushed to the side. It's pr- maybe even a smaller space than you're used to. Maybe you even have to do partnering on the side with if there's another apprentice, but you're basically just preparing for a moment that you don't know is coming, right? You know there might be a moment where you're called on, uh, you know, you're waiting for a choreographer or director to be like, "Okay, let's have Brandon go in now." right? And this could be for any reason. They could be finished with the piece. They, they're they like, we feel good about it. Let's put the swing in or the understudy or the apprentice in just to make sure they have it, right? Or someone could be sick that day and they need you to uh, fulfill a role. And if you thrive, this is the kicker, right? If you thrive, you're a superhero and you defy the odds, right? You, you learned it in the small space. You um, did the work that was hard, underpaid, right? But if you fail, you are you could be viewed as, once again, unqualified, underqualified, underprepared, right? And remember, don't forget, you had limited resources at the start, right? Limited space, little to no pay, little to no attention, right? They're probably focusing, the directors or whoever's at the front of the room is probably focusing on the main company, right? Whatever is going to be seen by an audience. So they're not looking at you to be like, oh, let's make sure Brandon has it. They're not really curating that experience. And it is messy and honestly a messed up form of reality. And unfortunately, it does It is that way in many places. Maybe not all. Maybe they do have structures that are more inclusive to apprenticeships, apprentices, and, you know, give them opportunities to do well, set them up for success. But in my experience, this is really a sink or swim position that you don't have a lot of resources to do well in. Yeah. But for me... I all all this episode is about is I want you to just do your research, right? Do your research. Know what you're getting into. Yeah. Does it pay? As we said, probably not. Does that matter to you? Right? But what is that commitment level? Maybe it doesn't matter to you. Maybe you do have a lot of money saved up. You're good to go. You don't have to work that hard uh outside of the room. But I mean, it's a commitment nonetheless. So How many times a week are you committing to this thing? Is it just class in the morning? Is it learning the rep every day? Are you there from 10 to 4.30? Um, You know, how long does it last? Is it a full year? Is it a six-month contract? Can you leave, right? If you're being unpaid, can you leave if a job comes your way, right? If you get an email that says, hey, we want to pay you money to be a dancer, can you leave? Is that acceptable, Right. Know that it's a tough deal because you you inevitably ha, inevitably have one foot in and one foot out, right? You're not being paid, and here you are. You now have to fulfill your artistic side in this space, but you also have to take care of yourself now. Right. You have to, you know, pay bills, you have to um eat. You have to get clothes. You have to have money coming in somehow. So that means working afterwards or working before the job even starts or finding a way to make it work. And, you know, if I'm feeling really spicy today. And I think it's incredibly unfair when dancers get offered these positions, are unpaid, and sold on the idea that it's a great opportunity. But then you're stuck there for a year waiting to see if You know, they'll filter you into the company, but you will also be, I don't know, berated for not for leaving early for a job that is paying you when you don't know if they're going to add you to the company next year or, you know, there's a lot of miscommunication and actually a lot of lack of communication. Right. And I think this is where the apprenticeship and director dynamic, the power dynamic is just way too off, way too unbalanced. So are these positions bad? I think you need to decide that for yourself, right? What is the payoff? That's really what I want to leave you with today. I want you to decide what the payoff is. Is it a spot in the company? If that is your goal, I think maybe, yeah, it it is a great place to invest. If you want to be in this one specific company, then yeah, maybe it maybe it's the right choice for you. Maybe you can really learn about what it's like to have that job before you're All the way in. But if it's not your goal, I think it's better you invest your time and energy elsewhere, right? Are there, what are the opportunities within it? Are, is there performance opportunities? You get paid for those performances. You know, what is it worth to you in the end result? And are you okay with both? Yeah, I think this is really important. Whatever the end result is, are you okay with that? Or whatever the potential for the end result is. Are you okay spending a year of your career here if you don't get the job? Are you okay spending a year here and not getting the job, but having the potential to get that job, right? Is the job even worth the time up front, right? That volunteered apprenticeship position. Is it worth it? Is it just being in the space? What is worth it to you? And when can you leave at the end of it and be like, yeah, that was worth it, right? If... We put too much weight on the job, though. I think that's when we get into danger. I think that's when we go. I think that's way too variable that I think we kind of set ourselves up for um, failure there. Yeah. But this is, you know, this is the kind of thinking it's more so if we were. I mean, yeah, we're talking about apprenticeships right now. But this is the kind of thinking I want you to have as you navigate your career. You know, too often we accept something and get disappointed or become resentful because we assume what the outcome is going to be without asking enough questions, right? Just because you're young, just because you're new doesn't mean you can't say, Hey, thank you so much for this offer. Can I ask you a few questions about this? Can I ask you what that commitment level is like? Is there potential for growth within this? Right? Halfway through the contract, is there a way I can get paid? Am I getting paid for performances? when are those performances? What other opportunities are available? Do you have teaching opportunities here? What can I do to um, take advantage of this opportunity? Yeah. Know what you're getting into and then you can enjoy the experience for what it is or move on. Yeah. I want you to have all the facts and I don't want you to feel pressured to be like, to, ask the, to not ask those questions. I want you to feel empowered by those questions To be like, I know exactly what I'm getting into. And now you can be excited about it. you can be like, wow, I get to be in this room with these incredible dancers, with this incredible work. I get to learn this rep. I get to have the potential to join this group. Or you can be like, I'm excited to spend this amount of time here and then move on. Yeah, I'm excited to get this experience and have this experience under my belt and then do something else because I know this is not what I want to do full time, right? Or this is not what I want to do long term. Yeah, you have to have these conversations with yourself. So I hope this is helpful. If you have questions about this, I know some of us are maybe just stepping into these positions and you're like, oh, no, I didn't ask these questions. But don't let that worry. You No, even even with all of this, everything is temporary, right? You do something for a while. We learn. We invest our time. We invest our money. We succeed. We fail. You are at a great time to have this experience. Yeah, you are. You are exactly where you need to be to have this experience. Um, but if you do have questions, you know where to find me. Message me on Instagram. Message me at Breaking the Wall Podcast or it's Brandon Coleman. Please leave me a review or share this episode if you found it valuable. And I will see you all in another episode. Bye, everybody.